What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Youth Experience Podcast, also known as Yep. Uh, my name is Cooper. I'm your host uh, here every week. And with me uh, is, is a very special guest, someone that a lot of you watching, maybe like, I do not know who this is. I have never seen this person before. Um, but let me assure you, I know who this person is, and he's an incredible one. Um, so... Ayebole, or should I say Pastor Ayebole Barizze. That's, that's loaded. That's, that's a loaded title. <laughs> but uh, he's a pastor in Greenville. We went to school together mm. at GU. Mm. Uh, we became fast friends during internships where we both felt like we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, and, and it just kind of carried on from there. But I'm going to let you kind of introduce yourself, give, give a little bit about you, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into this whole thing. Yeah. How much? Everything? Whatever um, you want to say, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you covered. I, I think that so our friendship, and I, when it comes to living life, navigating what it means to follow God, what it means to to pastor or to mm. uh, just to serve, a lot of times I've realized we like we believe or we have the same posture. Like, there's not many things where we butt heads. Mm -hmm. And like, anyway, anyway, I'm supposed to introduce myself. Um, let's see. Okay. I'll do say, whatever you want. This okay. is a podcast. Yeah. All right, right on. Right yeah. on. We'll just edit out all of it. No, we're not going to do that. Keep None going. of it. This is live. Uh, all right, yeah. So my name is Ayebele. Went to school with Cooper. Uh, became close friends. And I think one of the things that, that really stuck was our passion for, for I, don't, I don't even know if it's ministry, but just like living, living a life of the calling. Living yeah, a life yeah. That, that honors God. And so... Uh, I think at the end of the day, if I want to be remembered for one thing, it's to it's to live that life. It's yeah. To, you know, and that's me. Yeah. No, that's really good. Your, would you, your wife, your man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I got I two got dogs. You, I got two dogs. I do all the time. I got two dogs. Got an amazing wife. Um, where, what else? Um, I'm six foot one. Yeah. That's a lie. I'm yeah. six foot. <laughs> I'm six foot on a good day. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about me. You make me feel bad about not going to the gym and all that because it's, uh, it's an addiction. AB went through, I call him AB, so if I ever just say AB, that's what I'm talking about. But he went through quite the weight loss journey that oh, he probably man. won't talk, does, wouldn't bring up on his own. But like when we got to school freshman year, like yeah. you were you were a D lineman, you were, yeah. you were a big dude, you yeah. were six foot, you, you know. A 280 then, was my peak, yeah. 200, 280 And then pounds. now what are you weighing? 205. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to Greenville at like 220 and now I'm like 255. So, so we, we live the opposite life. You got super uh, dedicated to your craft and I was like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. But yeah, so that, that, was, that was really it. Was, my yeah. whole life, I was I was big. I, I played football since fourth grade. So my whole life being big and then you just get tired. Like I was just like, it's, like, it's got to go. Yeah, that's go. fair. One of these days I'll be tired of being out of shape. <laughs> it hasn't hit me yet. So, um, yeah. So, you know, usually I have some high school, college students on and we'll talk about things that are, are relevant to their life. Mm. Um, but we can also do that. But I thought uh, a cool avenue for both of us, since we both work in the church um, and we're both, I would also say, new to working in the church. I mean, we've only been out of school for a couple of years. So um, I thought it'd be cool for us to kind of tackle not just to like talk about like pastoring and this isn't going to be something where mm. we're just going to. What do we, first like, of all, what do we know about? Also that? nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing. I, um, I know that there's kids that show up to youth group and for some reason they seem to, to like me and that's, that's all I yeah, really know. Yeah. And they're really cool. And I was really desperate to, to be liked <laughs> and they liked me. So that's all I know. When we, when we, I remember being young and looking at 
18 year olds yeah because we lived uh in the marriage housing for uh in north dakota uh state university and i remember looking at like 18 20 year olds and being like they're adults yeah i feel like that's how people oh, look yeah. at us as pastors like they're they're pastors so they have to know they have to know more yeah. they have to have a figure now yeah. that i'm a pastor i'm like a lot of it just like adulthood is just like yeah you know what yeah <laughs> I'm I walk in. I flow. walk into church yeah. on Sunday, and I'm like, eighty percent of these people know more about the, yeah. know more about scripture yeah. than I do because they've been in doing many this for ways, decades. Yes. Espe- like, especially the older the older generation. Yeah. Like, yeah, it takes a lot of. I always try to remind myself: in ten years, I'm still going to be considered a young pastor. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, what do we know? Yeah, about? we don't know what anything. Do know so pastors? that being said, <laughs> we're going to talk a lot about stuff that we don't really know about. Um, but uh, I think you kind of hit it early. You said that one of the things that, that both of us are really interested in, and I think what kind of drew us together mm. um, as we got into our time together at, at Greenville, um, wasn't just the idea of like studying theology and, and trying to figure out like what are the right answers. Like that was never really, I don't know if that was always like our mm. like you kind of thing that we were kind of into. We were more um, like, how do I live this? Like how... How do I be a responsible Christian? Like, well, how do I, how do I, you know, try to be the person that Jesus is saying that we need to be? And I feel like that was a lot of the conversations that we had, um, especially go, going through college at the time that we did, which was during a very, you know, two really, really big historical events um, as far as like current history. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of, we just kind of gelled. And, yeah. And occasionally we will have disagreements, but I don't think we really. There's really we been don't really nothing seek major. To argue. I, well, I I credit that to the posture of us being like, well, I'm open to the fact that I don't know as much as, oh, as I think. Because if there's one thing for me in in starting uh, my education at Greenville, and and by the time I had finished, I came in being like, you know, I. This is this is what it takes to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is what it means to follow God. This is how you respond to this situation or that situation. Yeah. And then through so much unlearning or or having to sift through, why do I believe what I believe? Mm-hmm. By the end, I was like, you know what? There's a lot that I don't know, and I'm okay with that. Right. It's not even like, um, you know, I'm ashamed because I feel like I should know more. I should yeah. have it down pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a and for us it's kind of the similar posture of like if you know what uh, maybe I don't even need to have an answer right now I can sure, yeah I can kind of be on the fence about this or that but so long as you know you know who Christ is what Christ did and and all of that and you believe what Scripture says about Christ right. I think that's really the only prerequisite right yeah. so yeah the rest is uh the rest is fair game to argue yeah that's yeah. one of the one of the things that I loved about the EPC um, which is the the church denomination that we belong to mm-hmm. um, one of the things that, that my pastor pastor Matt told me um, kind of their motto and this is a very dumbed down version of it but basically the idea is like there are essentials that we all need to believe to be Christian um, but outside of that the things that we would consider non-essential, um, like we can have discussions, we can agree to disagree, but in doing so, and even in having disagreements, we can argue with one another and we can still love each other in the midst of that, mm-hmm. um, which was something that I was drawn to because that's what a lot of our conversations kind of were is why is everything so polarizing? Like, why is it you are either on this side or you're on this side and we have to fight it out? You know, like, how do we have, how do we meet in the middle? Like, how do we have those discussions and things like that? So, yeah. Yeah. So now here we are, and we're both out of college, and we both have no idea what we're doing. We're just mm. trying to make it work as mm. we go, mm. and uh, 
That's, yeah. ex- that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we watch a lot of football together. And go, fantasy, go Rams. Fantasy yeah, sports. fantasy sports. Yeah, all that. Yeah, the Rams are playing. For Actually, the Super this Bowl. this is going to come out in the Rams. I'm predicting that the Rams will win the Super Bowl. You want the Bengals to win, don't you? Uh, well, actually, I realized, and this was a little bit off topic, but I realized that either way, there's going to be two LSU champions. Yeah. Because you got Whitworth and Odell on the Rams, and then you got Jamar and, and Joe on, on the yep. Bengals. Oh, yeah. Big so, LSU guy. So. Yeah, big LSU guy. So either way, AB's happy. So, All right. Well, uh, I think the big question that we'll kind of get into, and we'll kind of, I'm sure we'll go in a million different directions because that's what we do when we mm-hmm. have conversation. Um, but the, the overarching question for the entire this entire episode is, what does it really mean to live Jesus' teachings? So, like, we can study scripture all we want. We can try to find, you know, you can try to read the original language. You can try to learn every, as much mm-hmm. as you want. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, like, how do you live this out? Because stored knowledge that's not lived out is is just... I would say it's useless. Storage, yeah. yeah it's it pretty much useless. If you know if you know a lot about God and that knowledge doesn't lead you to do anything. Right. It's, it's James. You, right? might, you faith, may as well not. Faith without works is dead. Yeah. Not saying, because not, we're not works, <laughs> we're not works faith people, but, but it, it is true that like knowing who Jesus is should produce action yeah. from you. Not because yeah. you feel like you have to, but because... That's why. That's how you respond. You yeah, know? and I think you're. I think you're formed, right? Like you have to be. It goes from, and I always use the I, like. I always like thinking of things because for me, it's easier to think about the weight room. Mm-hmm. It's the analogy of you have to train that muscle before it becomes an automatic movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think you become formed by your faith community. You mm-hmm. you become formed by the the scriptures that you read, by the you know the worship that um, that you have in your life, the the rest, all of those things I think form you into into being a better Christ follower. But then the million dollar question at hand is, what is it that we're supposed to be? Right. What is it that we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> right. Because yeah. you because you see in scripture and you'll hear people say like, go and make disciples. Mm. But then also, what is that like? What, what is that yeah, mean? What is how it? do how do I do that? You yeah. know? Because and and I I remember being in high school and even junior high. I think junior high especially, but then also high school and still still college and still mm. now because you know we're young. Um, but I remember sitting and and just thinking like okay, I feel like they're giving all these scriptures that are like giving directions, but I feel like there needs to be directions to get to that point before you know how to do that, you know? And and I would find myself lost so often. Um, And if you're watching or listening and you're like, yeah, me too. um, It's, I would say find comfort in the fact that there's never going to be a moment in your life where you sit there and understand everything that's, that's said from the pulpit. Yeah. Um, there's almost there's like much. no immediate, uh, there's no immediate gratification with Christianity, like sure, or, yeah. or with following God. Everything. So even if you understand a lot about God, or let's say you understand how to do ministry well, or you understand how to, you know, whatever, love your your neighbor, love your wife, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Eventually, ten years from now, you'll look back and be like, "Well, I wasn't doing as good of a job." Or yeah. I didn't even know the things that I know now. So like the, yeah. that wisdom and level of understanding of what does it take to to follow Christ, it, you just have to accept the fact that it's a lifelong process. Yeah, absolutely. And if at whether you're a teenager or 
24 or 30 or 50 or 60, <laughs> if you've hit the pinnacle of following God, Something's wrong. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, if you yeah. have it all down, I, and I think yeah. that place of comfort is is extremely dangerous. If you feel, oh, I'm a good enough Christian. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm reading enough and praying, and I got I'm checking all the boxes, right? The maybe the works, right? And, right. And, and and that's taking care of everything. Um, then yeah, something's definitely wrong. Yeah, we need to we need to check something. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and. Um, you know, one of the things that I wrote down in here that, that I think would be cool for us to kind of, I don't know, not give exact answers to, but maybe you can talk from personal experience. Um, so when we asked the question, what does it really mean to live out Jesus' teaching? Uh, we just kind of did the thing where it's like, well, we're asking a question, but it's like, well, what is Jesus' teaching? And yeah. like, so so the question is like, where do we start? How? What were some things that, that were kind of building blocks for you and understanding like, oh, if I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, like, these are some things that that I need to make sure that I'm either like believing or doing. Man, yeah, I so for me, I am, I tend to be very uh, gospel focused, mm-hmm. right? So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for me are the keys to understanding all of Scripture, mm-hmm. um, or 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 getting getting to see what what's going on in Genesis, Leviticus, number right, all those, sure. or the minor and major pro- these right, the different books, and later on after the. Uh, after the, the four gospels, then there's the you know Pauline epistles and stuff like that. Uh, for me, looking at the life of Jesus, it always leads me to a place of conviction of like, yo, how can how can someone love so perfectly, mm. so well? And yes, that's that's God. That's yeah. the obvious answer. Sure. Jesus is God. Uh, but for me, when I look at how does Jesus, and then I also try to think of the application. How would Jesus? respond in this situation right here right sure. now yeah and so i think when we read scripture sometimes we can approach it and think oh well this is stuff that was written you know thousands and thousands of years ago super hard to understand at times um but it's also kind of simple in the same breath of you look at the stories and then you get to imagine well if jesus was here right now how would he respond to this or that sure. or you know whatever it yeah. might be so I think the Gospels for me is always a good place in which we see the character of Jesus. And one of the things that I realized since kind of, you know, focusing on the Gospel, on the Gospels, is that Jesus oftentimes is like your comfort zone, get, mm. get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're comfortable. Yeah, if you want to follow me, get ready Man. to be super uncomfortable yeah. a and, lot. And yeah. we think maybe, you know, it's, you know, oh... You know, what, what does it look like for me to get uncomfortable? For when Jesus was pulling these disciples, you know, said, hey, come, let's go fish for people. Yep. Uh, a lot of times there's there's kind of an understanding you might die from this. You yeah, know, sure. like the, the government, the state might come and kill you for, you know, serving me in this capacity. And then and we see that. Right. Peter's yeah. denial. Yep. Three times. Yep. They're like, hey, don't you know Jesus? Yeah. He said, who is that man? <laughs> I, don't <know> <laughs> I, don't say, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. just here. Yeah. Yeah. We just, And we just talked about the disciples like right after Jesus dies, right? And they're yeah. like, oh, uh, we'll, I guess oh, we'll that, just go fish again. Back to the like, nine to five. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, the comfort zone, any place mm. that you're comfortable with. And, and you have to be, you have to be um, authentically real with yourself. Mm. To know what your comfort zone is and how do you respond. So, 
when we talk about things that might be controversial uh, as far as people who are locked up or, you know, different things and, and, and poor people in your community, how, how does Jesus respond? How does your sure. comfort zone, right? So let's say, I'll just give that example. Someone who is, let's say, homeless. My conviction is if, if this person walked into my house, right, and said, hey, I need a place to stay for the night, would I be Christ-like enough to be like, yeah, stay for of the course, night. Yeah. Yeah, actually, stay for the week or the month. Yeah. And to me, that's when I'm like, that's when I realize I don't love people as much as I think I do, mm. right? Because there's no doubt in my mind if you know Jesus had a you know he had a house and somebody walked in and said, hey, I need to stay the night. Jesus would be like, stay as long as you know what I mean. The, yeah. the hospitality is a part of the gospel. Sure. There's also caring for the sick. There's mm-hmm. also caring for. Uh, the widow and the orphan, people who are, you know, in society at a disadvantage, right? And so when I think of that and I look at, okay, how does Jesus respond to this situation or that situation? I then start seeing how far from that I am. Sure. How far, even though I have the love, right? Like I'm loved by God. I'm forgiven all these different things. Um, But putting that into action, yeah, that's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, and, and to realize... I think to to slowly be able to be real with yourself about the idea of like, I cannot do this the way Jesus did it. Mm. Like I can try and I can try and I, mm. and I can force myself to be uncomfortable, yeah. but there will always be a point, yes. you know, where I am going to fail. Yeah. And, that, and that is, mm. you know, that's just part of what it means to be human. Yeah. But in the effort, you know, like in the, in the willingness, I guess you could say, um, to try to be uncomfortable, to try to do these things. We, you know, we do kind of find ourselves, yeah. you know, follow, following and, and the footsteps that, that Christ walked. So um, the other thing for me that always really stands out, um, and this is one of those things when we talk about um, how we are very much like trying to figure out how do I walk faith? You know, like how yeah. do I live this out? Um, I think about just like how in everything that Jesus did, the focus was love. Like at all time, like Jesus never went or answered a question from somebody or you know, when the lady, when the woman came up and like, and just touched his cloak, like the answer yeah. was not like, get off me. You know, mm. the answer, mm. like, that's what his disciples said. Yeah. Cause they're like, this is like the important guy, get away. Mm. But his answer and, and, and everything, there's just this like resounding feeling of like him loving that person. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I just then sit there and I'm like, man, how many times? am I like sick of someone and I just like want to talk trash about them or, yeah. you know, you just want to, you want to tell. It's easy not to love. I want to cut. Yeah. It's yeah. so easy. It's yeah. so much easier yeah. to shun people from my life than it is to love them through adversity. Mm. Um, and Jesus ability to love people through adversity is like so crazy mm. uh, to watch play out. Yeah. Um, so with everything, I mean, it can be little things as far as like discussions with my wife, you know, like just coming home and like maybe her saying something and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. You know, like there's a right and a wrong way to address that, but also on a large scale. So, you know, we live in a country that's very polarized. Yeah. Everything is, yeah. is you know, you either they, either we agree or we can't yeah. be friends. We either agree we either, or we're not yeah. friends. Like that's, that's all it. there is to it. Yeah. Um, if we are really living out, if we're walking as Jesus walked, I feel like we can't take that approach. Like there mm. is, there is no viewpoint that you can have that is so different from mine that it keeps me from wanting to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Um, I might feel like I don't want to have a relationship with you. <laughs> like, you know, like we might, I might get to that point emotionally where I yeah. feel that way. Yeah. Um, 
but there's never a point where like if we're following Jesus footsteps like if we are trying to be Christ like there's never a point where yeah. we're like I don't care about you anymore yeah. like I am apathetic to you as a as a human being yeah and Jesus seems to be hyper focused on people who the world hates like mm-hmm. the tax collector was not a friend right we think right. when we hear tax collector we're like Oh yeah, that was somebody who was ripping them off. Or, you think or of car somebody. salesman, right? Like you think, yeah, you, like, th- you think, yeah, you think yeah. of someone who's just taking a little, a little extra money off the top. Sure. No, these were like corrupt government officials who used their power to, to or yeah, their power yeah. and influence to leverage yep. to have more wealth and more power. So it's almost like a right, and it's and super messed up. And then so. and then they would do it to their own people. Yes. So there'd be Jewish tax collectors yep. collecting taxes from the Jews because the Roman Empire, yeah. right, had, huge. And then, show up, at, and then show up at synagogue and then people are like, yeah. why are you here? This like, dude's at the synagogue. Yeah. This dude's at the synagogue <laughs> on the Sabbath, but he just took, you know, took my home. So the tax collector. Um, the, the leper. I the, mean, the, the leper, leper was a person that people were like, stay away from yeah. our community. Peter Peter was a, a fisherman before his right before yep. he, he was a, a disciple, and, and I forgot where I heard this from. But to be a fisherman means that you failed at the Jewish, mm. like at the Jewish school of thought, where you you're supposed to become a rabbi, but now you're doing manual labor. So it's like the blue collar, mm. you know, low income um, type of person. And Jesus seems to be hyper focused on connecting with them hyper focused on so when i think of like well who is it that needs the type of love that god has to offer jesus wasn't really always hanging out with the uh the religious elites right, right the yeah, Pharisees that's, and, that's and, and when they did right there was a clash of hey this is what i believe scripture is saying mm-hmm. and this is what scripture says about me right this is jesus saying this is who i am and the religious elites are so drunk in their own kind of arrogance that they miss christ among them for three years so now the question for us as christians right is how do you begin to recognize christ among you like Mm. how do you begin to recognize the people who christ would have hung out with on the daily and how do you begin to love and serve those that christ would have loved and served on the daily rather than kind of inheriting this religious elite you know oh i'm you know i'm a christian which means i'm i'm better than all of you right here right, right like right. i've 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 perfected you know i could recite john you know yeah. chapter 3 verse 16 i'm so I'm, good at memorizing gotta, yeah. scripture yeah which i'm not so, I yeah, I, i'm also I'm so bad at it. um but so how do you begin to then start forming your life to love the people that that christ says you you have to be intentional about loving and one thing I've really realized since getting married is <laughs> my relationship is much like God's relationship with the Israelites. Mm. It feels like at times I'm like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it down pat. Yeah. And then there's that there's that cycle of, of I got it and then I lose focus and then I fall short, right? And then God has to get my attention and then I have to repent and then now it leads to, right? right. And so I think the entire story, the entire Christian story is uh, is all about reconciliation, making things right again. Making mm. th- God is making us right again with him. God is making us right again with each other. And what does that look like? Now that's the question that we're going to continue trying, sure. to, yeah. trying to discuss. But it, it like reconciliation, restoration, all these wonderful things um are a theme in the gospels and 
they're not very easy. Mm, no. Like, it turns out it's <laughs> no, actually yeah. really hard. It turns, <laughs> it turns out being a Christian is, like, not easy. It's, yeah. like, the hardest thing. It won't yeah. make sense your entire life. Sure, but, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. That's, that's the million-dollar question. I also think that on top of reconciliation and restoration and getting outside of your comfort zone, sure. um, it, it has to be intentional. Mm. Right? And a part of it... Now, this is the part where if, if anyone who is listening is in a relationship or has been in a relationship, actually, if you if you live with anyone, period, yeah, you will understand what it's like when somebody tells you something you don't want to hear. Oh, yeah. Right? And so I like to use this analogy. If my wife comes up to me and says, hey, you did this and it hurt me in this way and I don't feel loved when you do this. Mm. My response, I can either brush it off, right, ignore it, or I can kind of deflect and be like, well, that's because you did this before I said that. Well, you You shouldn't feel that way. Or tell you, no, I'm loving you by, I don't know, whatever it is. Right. The hard part is to listen and and, and being told that you're falling short of loving someone properly. Yeah. And being like, I have to own up to this this shortcoming yeah. and make the changes. And again, this is where I think it's a muscle, right? Like you have to work on this and eventually becomes it becomes easier to do than if you had never done it before. But in following Christ and, and, and as you look at the people in your community who are saying specifically the Christians yep. are hurting us in this way. Yeah. And you say, well, we're loving you by doing x y and z if the goal is to if the goal of love is to restore to reconcile specifically relationships not just with god but Mm -hmm. also with each other then how we love is just as important as the fact that we're saying we love yeah absolutely yeah um and that also is (laughs) every time i give an answer i know you can find a new thing my mind is like there's like 10 more things that we yeah. could like, yeah. There's, I think, so I think you touched on something that, that I actually wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. which, and I think it's going to go really well. So you talked about how, um, you said it has to be intentional. Yeah. I mean, intentionality is one of my favorite words when it comes to just talking about like living faith, right? Yeah. It's a habit. It's a, you know, when you talk about like going to the gym or trying to eat healthy, like, yeah. Yes, your faith, you know, is is bigger than a habit, but also the way you practice it is much like a habit. Like, mm. there are times I have to force myself to open up my Bible and read. Like, there are, there are, there are times I have to 100%. force myself to spend extended time praying. There are yes. times there are times I have to force myself to go in my office and like actually, you know, just like be present in the church and, and mm. try like because I can very easily fall into bad habits yeah. like of just not doing those things. Mm. Um, and I think a big part of being able to make those intentional decisions, um, and especially, and this goes for anybody of any age, really, but and is the idea of prioritizing how you um, would identify yourself. Like, mm. who are you? What is your identity? Because mm. um, there are so many things that that can be on that list, you know, big or small. You know, I'm Cooper. I'm, I'm six four. I play sports. You saw, I, you know, me, you like saw I, me struggle with my identity uh, in the intro. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like I like to, I like to play basketball, and yeah. I like to, you know, watch movies, and like there are so many things yeah. that, that are part of who I am. Um, and if I am not actively choosing to make my faith 
number one on that list. Mm. Um, I, I feel like we actually, we run the risk of letting those other things bleed into our faith um, and kind of start to distort what we might be able to do if we were, if we had it the other way around. Um, I think of, I often, you know, I've told it in a sermon one time when I was interning in Florida. Um, I, I gave this sermon and I talked about um, living life like with a funnel, right? Like if you had a funnel um, and oftentimes we want to funnel everything through what we deem to be most important so that that important thing can kind of filter everything else. Um, and, and the trap, the trap, especially living in a country where there's just mass media, like everywhere. Um, the trap is to, you know, care about anything other than your faith and to make that your number one, that you filter everything through. Um, and for me in high school, that was sports. I got to the point where like all I cared about was like trying to be good at sports. Um, and, and then you start prioritizing things differently. And before you know it, you find it harder and harder to get yourself back into like, well, I need to go to youth group and I need to do this. And, you know, I need to try to get myself into these faith practices, but it's like, well, I'd rather go, go to the gym and play basketball. Like I'd rather do this. I'd rather do this. Um, prioritizing or like deciding, that, that our faith is going to be our number one priority and our identity, mm. it allows us to kind of to kind of sift through the other things that the world wants us to care about or to 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 argue with one another about, and it it, it allows you the opportunity to say like, okay, well, as a Christian, where should I be in on this situation? Mm. Like, as someone who is seeking to follow Christ, um, whenever. You read about, you know, like you were saying, like all these different people on the margins, you know, like what is my responsibility there? Mm. My job is not to, you know, because I'm just going to use it as an example. Obviously, this this is some people will will agree with this. Some people might not. But, you know, it's just kind of how I see it. Um, I think a lot of times we let our politics infect our faith mm. um, and, and we let it get to the point where where we are seeing what people are saying on TV and, and we're reading and we're listening to all these um, you know political podcasts and whatever it is, eventually we let that become such a core part of our identity um, that we actually start to you know pick and choose the things that we like in scripture and the things that we like and, and faith lived out. And we pick those and we pull those closer to our chest um, and we actually push the other stuff away. Um, and that's just something that I see and, and I see it and it, it makes me so frustrated because I'm like, man, if we would just try to focus, like you said, on 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 being relentless about like loving people and trying to, to find reconciliation, like mm. I feel like we would be in such a better position, you know, in our society than we are now. You know, yeah. it's just. Yeah, the church and the church has an obstacle. And I think that <laughs> that obstacle is power because mm. so naturally, I think we. We want, we want, so Lecrae just posted this video of, um, and it's like a short, I've never watched Lecrae on YouTube. I, yeah. I don't <laughs> but think I I've just, ever watched a Lecrae video on YouTube. But he, uh, he, he posted this video where it was like, is Christianity becoming mainstream, right? Mm. Because you got people like Justin Bieber, you got, you know, Kanye or whatever, yeah. all these big time kind of artists or whatever, actors, whatever it might be, who, uh, now profess the faith of Christianity. And then he kind of also addressed, well, what are some of the, you know, implications if Christianity becomes quote unquote mainstream? Mm. Man, that was something where I'm like, is it a problem that, because then there's, 
it's almost like, well, what type of Christian are you? Especially right. in America, right? right? right. Especially right. in America, there's that, you know, are, are you one type of Christian or are you another type of, yeah. like, what are, what are the things that as, as two Christians in the room, we're going to disagree about sure. that are so, like you said, emotionally, you know, like charged. They're things close. That, like, yeah, yeah, they're close. And, and, yeah. and so one of the things that I've thought of uh, over the last year was I think part of the problem also is when we, f- let me see if I can parse this out the way that I, that I think about it. If we find our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. If we find our identity in an idol mm. dressed up as Christ, mm. then we can be misled because it's how dare you come at the Jesus that I understand, right? Sure. And then it's also part of the reason why it's so hard to unlearn certain things about, you know, like I remember sitting in classrooms and we someone brings up a, a concept or an idea of who God is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, well, one of the professors would be like, well, where do you see that in scripture? You know? Is there anything that you have? So let's say, let's, let me give you the simple um, example. God helps those who help, help themselves. Yeah, sure. Where do you see that in, yeah, in yeah, scripture? Yeah, right. You know, is there anything, and it's not to trip you up and try to make you look stupid, but it's mm-hmm. like, where, where, what has convinced you that this is a true attribute of God? And so when now when I started reading, you know, about people on the margins, about the poor, about, you know, God being a God of the of the orphan and the widow, all these different things that make me personally uncomfortable. They have to, sure, right? yeah. Because naturally, naturally, I'm not good. Yeah. Naturally, I'm selfish. Naturally, it's all about me, my self preservation. And so, I think it's also very easy to make Christianity about me. Mm. And so, when I started unlearning these things, right, of like, well, this is what scripture. This is what this is what Jesus and the gospels are not even that long. Like, if you wanted, yeah. you could read through all four gospels in like a month if you really week by week just like went through them, yeah. um, and just familiarize yourself with these stories. But the more that I learned about God, um, and I started realizing that there was an idol of who God is, and mm-hmm. I had dressed it up right. I had made God for myself. And I had dressed it up to be God. Now it becomes so offensive when I have to, yeah, break that idol down. Yeah, because because yeah. our like you said, like we are inherently selfish people. Like mm-hmm. I, in the way that like we want to be comfortable. Yeah. And so I, for a lot, for, it's really easy to be like I will, I will make Jesus how, however I need to make him, mm-hmm. in order to justify to myself that I don't need to do anything differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one one of the obstacles, also is. Can you, like Jesus, sit with people who hate you, mm-hmm. want to kill you, like they're ready to see your demise, yeah. and and not freak out? Like, yeah. <laughs> is it going to be yeah. something where, so we have a disagreement on this and that topic, and now, you know, we're, uh, we have to, I don't know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of Well, I mean, you could even say, like, all right, let's imagine we're sitting here, but imagine we're on a park bench, you know, mm-hmm. and we're say we're doing this, we're doing this podcast from a park bench. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes up to us and just starts tearing into us about how stupid Christianity is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is our response? Because for a <laughs> lot of people, I think that response is like, go away. Like, yeah. we don't like, or to, you know, tell them off, like, just yeah. get them out, like, get mm-hmm. them away from you. Um, but if we if we look, right, like, where do you find that, like, in scripture, where do you find Jesus being like, get away, I don't want to talk to you? Yeah. You know, the it's hard because then we realize that like, oh man, you're telling me 
that if someone's mad at me and someone is like coming after me, my obligation as a Christian is still to show them love and respect. Mm, yeah. Like how, yeah. How could you ask that of me? Yeah. Can't you just let me cuss them out and like get on my way? You know, like, <laughs> like that's, that's what we'd be more comfortable with. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's so easy for us to be like, well, I have to defend my faith. Um, but what does it man, mean to defend your faith? Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, um, I think we're, we're very much trained to be like, if yeah. anyone comes at my faith, I come at them. Yeah. You know, like I have to fight for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, and to an extent, like I understand, like we, we shouldn't just roll over and, and be like, you're right, Jesus. We don't, I don't yeah. care about Jesus. You know, like that's not, that's not what, what we're saying. Mm. Um, but there is also the opposite end of the spectrum where you're yeah. like, how dare you talk about yeah. Jesus, you know, and, and you want to. I think, but I think there's like a million Christianities. Oh yeah. (laughs) So somebody, some, let's say that the guy who comes up to the park bench or, or whatever, and is mad about Jesus, I'm willing to bet that there's parts of the gospel that they don't even recognize or that they've been taught in a a harmful way. Yeah. So there's so many things that have, that can be done by people like you and I, Mm -hmm. right? pastors or friends or you know husband whatever it might be that distorts who jesus is it yep. creates an idol of jesus like yep. it's almost like a fainting image of who jesus actually is and when people hate that um at times they're not necessarily coming at the entire <laughs> the entire person uh god man of who jesus is sometimes they're coming at you know this is what this is what my best friend had told me, or this is what my, you know, growing up, my youth group experience, this is, and so following Christ is extremely hard to do. I think we also have to have patience and understand that our job, and I've been working on, so I'm preaching this, uh, this upcoming Sunday, and, and part of it is we're addressing discipleship. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not convinced that our job is to convert people for the sake of converting people. I think it's more important yeah, sure. it's more important that the people that you come in contact with experience mm. the life the so restoration the For people who are listening or watching when you say convert for the sake of converting Oh my bad. like what do you So so it's almost like so really there's kind of in a church model there's like right. two ways of thinking about discipleship yep. The first is you know, we really want to fill these doors up. We want the seeker, right? the seeker yes, church, the right? seeker yeah. friendly, right? We, the the elevation, the all yeah, of that. Yep, yes, yep. we got the best music, strobe lights, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the fog gonna, machine, it's look great. Cut whatever. the fog machine yeah. on. Um, and so, whatever it takes to get people in, in the door, right? And we're not going to address really anything that will make them uncomfortable, so that they mm-hmm. have to leave, right? Yeah. And one of the problems, though, is that the gospel is offensive, specifically to the religious. Mm-hmm. The, the non-religious, you know, the Gentiles didn't really care much. The Gentiles didn't kill Jesus. You no. know what I mean? Like, it was... Seek, it they was, weren't even seeking They're to kill like, Jesus. man, were, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was the religious uh, people who killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. The second kind of way of thinking about discipleship, at least the way that I understand it, is you focus on who you have, mm-hmm. right? And you say, we are going to learn from each other how to follow Christ better. Yep. So... It's a back and forth, iron sharpening iron, that sure. type of thing. Um, and I think a healthy church has has to find a balance of the two, right? Because mm-hmm. you do want to spread the gospel. Sure. But the way that you do it is is almost more important than the fact that you set out to do it. Because if you set out, if, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to, um, like if you set out for a goal mm-hmm. and you're, 
execution, your delivery is horrible and you don't see the outcome. And then you come back and you're like, well, we tried. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you tried. But like, did you really do all of the, did you do all of the things that were necessary to, and one of the things that I think is, is we just have to spend time. Mm. Like we want quick conversion of like, yeah. I should have gospel once. They're going to hear it once. And they're going to come once. And, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. now they're they turned from a life yeah. of sin. And so as good as it is to spread the gospel, we also have to realize it takes time. And yeah. I'm, I'm 24 sure. years old. I've been a Christian for since I can remember. And I'm still learning what it means to follow God. So yeah. like somebody's not going to hear about Jesus and immediately on, on the first try completely understand. And yeah, that's sure. where I think the gift of community and like uh, being yeah. able to do life with them. But yeah, true discipleship like demands grace. Like mm, there has to be, have to be, there has to be grace there. Um, and for the people that you don't want. So let's say not oh, even man, just converting yeah. non-Christians into Christians. Right. How about converting Christians who have, or not converting, but uh, having conversations with Christians who believe something completely different. Or something harmful, like something that yes. you're like, I know, I know this is harmful. Yes. Yeah. You're like, this is not true, yeah. but this is part of discipleship. I'm going to live yeah. life with it's, you. We're going to yeah. figure it out. We're going to, and if, even if it takes 25 years and you die not coming to an agreement with me, yeah, sure. I'm still going to do the rest of, every other part of my life is not going to yeah. be affected by yeah. 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 And I think, and we, and we talked about this. I remember we had this conversation a couple months ago about, um, you were talking about how like discipleship is so difficult. And like, we were just, we were just talking about how like, man, like I cried it's tears. such this process. And I, yeah, cried yeah. <laughs> I cried tears every night thinking about <laughs> discipleship. <laughs> and, we, and we, um, I remember we were talking and I was like, I was like the craziest part to me is that let's say you're an unchurched person. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had this friendship relationship for years and years and years let's say let's say you go to my church and i'm and i'm your pastor and you see me in town all the time we could have a great relationship um you could we could hang out all the time we we could i could be discipling you for for 20 years um but i might never see the fruit Mm. of that discipleship Mm. in with my own eyes yes um and and that's something i think it's important for especially like young christians and that could just mean like new to christianity that doesn't mean you have to be 12 you know um but for anybody high school college adult like if you 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 should be able to understand like i want you to understand that that you have to be faithful in the process of discipleship knowing ahead of time that you may never see the fruit of your labor um but that's just why it's so important to be like you said um it's so it's so important to have that like um, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? You said that earlier. It starts with delayed. Are you talking about instant delayed and instant gratification? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, like you, you just have to be able to like fight through the urge to be like, oh, I have to give up because yeah. like the intentionality. It's, you, yes. it's, it shows why it's yeah. so important to be intentional because because yeah. you could have a friend of yours that you're like, man, like I just want them to become a Christian, mm. and you know, and you could be friends with them and you could have a great relationship. And every, but every time you try to to tell them about Jesus or or try to bring them to youth group or try to do anything. They're like, no, I don't want any mm-hmm. part of that. Um, but that's the beauty of faith lived out yeah. uh, of the idea of, of living Jesus teaching is that they may never step foot in church with you, but you modeling Christ to them may yeah. eventually bring them to, to get to know who Jesus is. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's, that's why it's so important. Like, yeah. The question is really, can you be obedient, right? With, 
without seeing the so it's like I'll, t- <laughs> I'll give you this example right so i got recruited to play football <laughs> you know where this is <laughs> yeah. going i got recruited to play football yep. um and we were they were amazing before i got there yeah uh winning seasons for like i don't know they had just come off of like a championship type deal yeah. a guy who's um, on an nfl roster, NFL now. roster yeah now. Like- <laughs> And we all four seasons stunk it up, losing yeah. seasons. Uh, and I'm not even talking like three and seven losing seasons. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not good. In uh, our junior year, our coaching staff decided that the theme was going to be dig the foundation. Mm. And so the idea of digging the foundation is a lot of you guys in the room, which was us, like yeah. my class, you guys aren't going to see the the good, the work of your labor. Yeah. Like the fruit of your labor is it's going to come when you're when you're gone. Um, and so the senior season, we went three and three and seven again. I graduated, and then they they went and now like eight so and two, good. and yeah. now they're amazing. So but the good, idea yeah. of can you do the hard work? Can you be consistent in everything, mm. knowing that you yourself are not necessarily going to reap the benefits? Yeah. And and as I studied the, um, as I studied, I think it's uh, what is it, Luke five, uh, when when. Jesus calls Peter Mm -hmm. that idea of master we have been fishing all night and you want us to go back and throw the nets again when all night we haven't done anything and I think that's what made that obedience uh to 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 what Jesus had said is it number one it defied logic Mm -hmm. right um number two it's it's Peter being like you know what regardless of how I feel Regardless of whether or not I catch fish, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, like, gonna I'm gonna go it. do it. Yeah. And so I think as Christians, that's what we're called to do: is you yourself cannot provide the growth, right? Sure. So as you follow Jesus, the the journey of what does it look like to follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? That's something you'll spend your whole life trying to figure out. And if you expect other people, upon first hearing a confusing gospel with <laughs> insane stories yeah. that yeah. Don't don't even make sense to logic. You have to be patient. Yeah, and even if and then you have to put the work in, even if you'll never see the results. Right. If you could tell me that, hey, would you still like to play football even though you'll never win any championship? Though, in high school, two years after I graduated, I think they had like a section title in in two state championships. <laughs> I was born a year too early. <laughs> So if you said, if you go back in time and say, hey, would you like to play sports even though you'll never be, you know, like a champion? Yeah, sure. I'd still say yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's not about uh, the destination. Right. Right. I'm not going pro. I'm not. Even if I go pro, there's going to be a time where I can't jump as high, run as fast. So it's all about the journey. And and I think that's what Jesus's ministry kind of reminds us is you think if it's all about getting to heaven, you can miss everything. Yeah. But focus on the right here, right now. Focus on the people who need the most help right, right now. Focus on the people who need the most love, the most restoration. And even in your own life, right? Start modeling these themes of, of reconciling, being made right with your wife mm-hmm. or being made right with your friends that you, you know, have an argument with, so on and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and the, the to walk like Christ is to walk in resistance, right? Like, like you will That's walk, deep. you will walk. <laughs> That's deep. You will walk in resistance your entire life, and not to say that to it's multiple all bad. things, right? Right. right. To, and, to, and to culture, to yourself, yes. to to yes. your friends, yes. like to people, your unchurched friends. Like there'll be like yeah. there will be times when that those like emotions will boil over, and they're like, "This is why are you doing this? This yeah. is stupid." Yeah. Like all that stuff is difficult. 
Um, and it just, it calls you to remember over and over again, like faith requires this willingness to be so uncomfortable. Um, and, and that, and there are a lot of great moments. It's, we're not going to sit here. A lot of people wanted to be like that. I'm going to tell you, it's not all good. It's really difficult. Well, yeah, it is difficult, but there are good parts. There's like it, good parts. It, there is. I mean, my life is so much more like I was just talking to uh, my wife, Callie, shout out to you. Yeah, um, Callie, we love you. <laughs> I was just talking to her and we were talking about like, imagine if you died and this whole thing was a, like a fluke, a phony. Yeah, sure. At the end of the day, I have not missed out no, on anything. Nothing. Like there is so much more good that comes out of following Jesus, following the teachings mm-hmm. of Jesus. Fo- like even if all of this was fake, I learned how to love my neighbor. I learned how to yeah, to sure. prioritize, you know, living a life that's about something bigger than myself. And so this isn't to say that, you know, I believe that the story is fake and I'm just doing it for the for <laughs> yeah, the better right, right. but yeah. But it's like there's so much good that comes out of that struggle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, when we become gods ourselves and we worship, I think that's the worst life that we mm-hmm. can live, like, in, yeah. in all seriousness. Yeah, I think a, a good question to ask yourself every once in a while, like, if you take that question you ask yourself about sports, right, and you change it, if you mm. say, if you could go your whole life Journey, being a not destination. Oh, that's <laughs> if, you, if you were to go it's your crazy. whole life being yeah. a Christian, right, yeah. and, and you never personally saw... Like this big moment of like revelation and the golden else. gates. Yeah, if, opening if you and... if you never had those like a bunch of incredible wow Jesus yeah, moments. Yeah. Um, but after let's say after you die, like your kids or your kids' kids, like because of the principles that you instill in them and understanding who Jesus is, they become yeah. like people who change other people. Yeah. Like, is it still worth it for you at that point? Mm. And and. If we're going to say yes to that question, which I would hope that that Christians would be like, yes, I would I would still walk that walk. Mm. Um, that comes with a responsibility for us to know that, like, if our faith is driving us to seek self-preservation, then our faith is not working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a well, I, I mean, look, Jesus's ministry it was what, three years, three years. That's and how well got. did he yeah. preserve himself? And that's well. <laughs> it's three years before he got killed. Jesus' goal was to not die. He did a horrible, <laughs> he did a horrible job. job. Yeah, he did a horrible job. Yeah. Yeah. So and if and if Jesus is going to meet that kind of resistance, mm. um, we have to know that that the closer we walk to Jesus, um, the more like Jesus life we are going to find our own mean mm. meaning that like the more you seek to follow Christ the more like we said the more resistance you're gonna you're gonna meet um, yeah. but there's so much beauty in that struggle of knowing that like you are are showing this like unconditional love to a world that doesn't understand what that means anymore yeah. or, or at least in a, in a country that doesn't understand what unconditional love means right. you know to to be able to say like we don't agree on much, but I, you know what? Like, I still know that you're a human being and God loves you. And because God loves you, I love you. Mm. You know, like that approach to relationship um, is so countercultural. Mm. And people are going to think it's so weird. <laughs> and people are going to think you're weird. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, um, Pastor Matt's sermon for, well, I guess when you guys are watching or listening this week, mm. um, the whole concept is like, if you want to be like Jesus, you have to be different. Like, you don't get to... You don't get to fit in, <laughs> you know, like you don't get to be, you know, like and being different. Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Uncomfortable, difficult, all that. Yeah. yeah and, and it's, and 
human nature in those moments, right? And, and I'm sure anyone listening or watching can agree with this. Um, when we run into difficult moments, when we run into adversity, human nature tells us just do whatever it takes to get comfortable again. Uh, you know, do just yeah, go back, back to what to you were the, doing yeah. before, you know, yeah. like this isn't, I don't like this. I, this yeah. doesn't, this isn't working. Um, and, and so, yeah, man, it's marathon. It is a marathon. It's the, marathon. It's the definite, like faith is the definition of it's not a marathon. It's mm-hmm. a sprint. Um, you mean it's not a sprint or yeah. 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 It's not Sorry. a sprint. Jesus's ministry was a sprint. Saying a lot of words over here. <laughs> Three years, man. <laughs> I know. I and I think about like, think about um, like what I, I mean. Talk about. We'll talk about Sam Wells, right? Because yeah. you know we have a thing with oh, them yeah, it's coming, coming up, which I'm really excited about. Um, he has this. He you know he talks about a lot of a lot of really cool theology, you know, in in his books. Um, but he's been doing this mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. Like he has, as soon as you pass three years, you're you beat Jesus. Yeah, as far so as it's like an official ministry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The so question then, the in in like so through the season of Pentecost or the the liturgy, the uh, lectionary, my bad. Yeah. Um, that we followed through the season of Pentecost, kind of like ordinary time after Easter, before mm-hmm. Advent, like the season of Advent. Almost every other Sunday was about suffering. Mm. Almost every other Sunday was about how following Jesus, not only is it, can it get uncomfortable, mm-hmm. at times can put you in danger, mm. right? If this homeless man comes in and says, I need a place to stay, there's no guarantee he's not going to slip a knife into my bag when, when, you know, when, the, when yeah. the time comes. There's no guardrails to 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 loving and and i think that's that's what makes love love scary and we live in a we're kind of at the age where our generation is is like petrified of love or the commitment because love is scary yeah like there's no guarantee that somebody that you love won't hurt you back or there's no guarantee that everything will work out in your favor but in loving like it, it yeah it's a it's so at times it can call you into suffering. Like mm-hmm. not even just like, oh, get outside your comfort zone. Go right. see, I don't, it can lead you into some suffering yeah. based on, you know, whatever yeah. it is that Jesus is saying you, you got to suffer through. You remember the same Einrad story? No. Well, All right. So um, we went on a trip our, our senior year. Mm. Did you go with no, us? No, you went. I you went the year before, before you. Okay. Yeah. But we went on the same trip. Yeah. So trip. so we go to this place called St. Minorad's. It's a monastery. It's in, it's in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story of St. Minorad is that he has this dream um, that these two men knock on his door and they oh, ask yes. if they can stay at his house. Yes, yeah. Okay. And so they ask if they can stay at his house and he says yes. And they kill him. Mm. That's what happens in his dream. So he wakes up. He and, and he gets a knock on his door and it's the two men from his dream. Yeah. So he knows like if I invite these men in, they're going to murder me. Mm. But he still invites them into his home mm. because he, you know, like, yeah. like just like showing like how. Hey, what is he, the patron saint of, of like, hospitality, hospitality or something? Yeah. 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 I don't want to do that. Love might, love might get that, you killed. If I had that dream, right? And I, I wouldn't even and open I, the door. What? <laughs> if I had that dream and I, and I opened the door and it's the same two guys, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, as for, respectfully as possible, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I can't. Here's some money. There's a hotel down, yeah. down the street. Go, go there. <laughs> I'd prefer to not be dead. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. So self-preservation, not a theme, not a theme of the gospel. No. Um, love is difficult. The journey is lifelong. It's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Being, um, I think one of the, the common misconceptions, um, of, especially for me growing up in the church, um, and I think a lot of you who are listening or watching will identify with this. Um, you grow up looking at adults um, who I think oftentimes when we come to church, we bring our best. You know what I mean? Like we bring our highlights. We yeah. bring yep. it, church is the social media of real life yep. in, the, in the concept of like, I want you to know about all the good stuff that's happening in my life. Um, and so I grew up as a kid, like seeing... Um, hearing about all these cool things and seeing happy adults, you know, happy people at church all the time. Um, and then you get into like your older years of high school and college and you start to realize like, start to become an like adult. these people are struggling, yeah. and, but they just don't want people to know. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the best opportunities that we have and that the generation you know, or the people, the kids that are, are just younger than us or maybe a little yeah. bit older than us as well. Um, the awesome opportunity that I think we have is to help people to understand that being Christian is messy for all of us. Yep. Um, and so there's there should be no hesitancy to like bring your difficulty to church. You know what I mean? And um it's, it's not a museum for good people. It's, it's not, a hospital. It's, not. it's, it's a it, hospital for the broken. Dude, that was one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Ooh, was that? Is that? That was. That's a sp- spoken word. Was it Jefferson Bethke? Is that what it was? Yes, I think. Je- so dude, he's the, he's so the one that had had that line. But it's like yeah. I, I saw it like it's twelve, not a 12 years ago. People. It's a hospital for the broken man. Yes. Like it's, it's such a good stuck word. with me for twelve years. Yeah, like, man, because like, it's so true. And um, one of the coolest things about about being a community, right? The, the idea that I don't have to be Christian alone. Um, there's this wonderful opportunity that we have to, to unanimously understand that we all have difficulty in life. Um, and, and when we meet at church, like what better time to bring that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, you know, I, I guess I'll kind of plug, let me plug this real quick. So if you're, if you're a high school or you're a junior high or you're a college, you're, let's say you're an adult, it doesn't matter how old you are. Find an outlet that is is a a church outlet, whether it's a men's group or a women's group, whether it's a youth group, whatever it is, um, get plugged in and don't be afraid to to like to let people know that things are hard Mm. because everyone that you're talking to is also going through something difficult. And oftentimes it takes it takes someone to Mm. be like, hey, this is my life is hard right now Yeah, um, to get that ball rolling. And I think if we can change the kind of the i don't know the if we can change the vibe of a, of a sunday morning from like a, oh look at us we're all super mm. happy and live great lives mm. to like a hey life can be difficult yeah. but how great is it that we still get to gather together and worship yeah. god like in the midst of all yeah. that um yeah then yeah. that's and that's the uh i think that's the importance of of understanding that we we don't follow christ alone mm. like it has to be at it is crucial that we have to be in community yeah 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 faith is not meant to be done by yourself mm-hmm. no. like there, like even even paul in prison mm. like has friends you yeah. know like and yeah. he's he's very much reliant on those people who who are staying in community with him yeah um yeah it's just like i think i've known too many people that felt isolated by their church um and that causes them to fall out of faith because yeah. you can't do it by yourself yeah and, you know it's too difficult to do alone 
So to answer the question, how what does it look like? Yeah, what does it look like to follow Sorry, Christ? There's a lot of there's well we can we can recap and let me know if I missed any. Uh, number one is delayed gratification, like the results. Yeah. The so results, no, it's not gonna happen right away. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna happen right away. There's also a call to get out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. sometimes into suffering. Sure. Um, there's the intentionality of how you love mm-hmm. uh, and how you. I guess in in what way you spread the gospel, sure. right? Because like that is definitely a part of of, yep. of Jesus's ministry is that you you have to live a life that spreads you know yep. spreads the good news. Um, you have to figure out like you have to to decide to put faith first in your in your identity. Yes, of like before first and foremost, I'm a Christian. You know, mm-hmm. like I belong to God. Yes. Everything after that is yeah. Is there anything else? Man, I don't know. We talked about it. We talked stuff. about it a lot. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. If you, if you missed yeah. any points, just rewind. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm, rewind I, to the I'm beginning. sorry if you feel like you're like drinking from a fire, like a fire hydrant right now. That's what a podcast is, though. It really is. You just talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, I feel like there's there's so many more things that we could say, but also, my goodness, we only have so much time. Yeah, before we'll, we'll save it for, right. the, for the next Yeah, we can next do this again. If anything, you know, we can make this a little side thing that we can put out every once in a while. Yeah. Let me know. Let, let us know. Um, in comments, whether it be, you can always DM us on our on our um, Instagram page at y underscore e underscore podcast, um, or we have our YouTube page up. If you if any of you want to leave comments on there, um, yeah. If you would like to see more of like a theology based section of this podcast, we would we'd be happy to, to we do are so. Talking about the Trinity, um, <laughs> we're gonna unpack it in thirty yeah, minutes. We're gonna Ten minutes for every <laughs> every major theological question mark, and we're gonna answer it in less than a half hour. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I know that this was not the, the typical structure, but um, I felt like you had a lot of really good stuff to say. I hope that the people listening and watching, um, I hope that you guys heard some stuff that you were like, man, like I needed to hear that mm-hmm. or or this is a good thing to even if you're like want to take a crumb of something you heard um, and like go ask questions about it. Even mm-hmm. if you heard something you don't like and you're like, I need to go ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Please do. Like, that's how it starts. Yes. So, um, man. AB, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank man. you. I know with the Thank snowstorm, you. you know, we were <laughs> we were supposed to I was supposed to have a guest on and the snowstorm hit and then I was like, Oh my goodness, like nobody's gonna be able to get <laughs> yeah. to my house. It was much worse than I expected. Yeah, it was tough, yeah. man. I asked for snow, but I didn't want that much snow. <laughs> <laughs> you were so mad at me. You were like, You did this to me. Um but yeah, man, I, I had a lot of fun. I'm yes, super, sir. super uh, blessed to have you as a part yes. of my life. So blessed I'm glad to, blessed to be here. I'm, I'm looking glad forward that we get to, to do this. We'll, we'll have to do this again. Yes. But uh, uh, from AB and yes. from myself, thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, tune in next week and see what else we have <laughs> for you uh, here at Yep. See you guys.